How you doing? How you doing? Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. This is Jail King. Some of y'all know me, some of y'all don't. I've been out of the whole community for a minute. I've been doing my thing, so a lot of people ain't hear from me or see me in a minute. But I'm back like I never left. It's officially 12.47 a.m. And the best podcast comes out at night. Early morning shit. So basically, I'm there chilling, thinking like, "Why well, didn't start this podcast yet?" <clears throat> Don't mind the voice. It's a little strain. I've been working a lot. So what's good with y'all? How y'all been? To all the ones that know me, you already know I'm a clown. I play around a lot. To all the ones that don't, nice to meet y'all. Thank y'all for listening. So, so my mind this morning is followers, is people who you know who have good head on their shoulders, and they could be something important or something big, but they don't see the potential in themselves that everybody else sees. And it's crazy because I met a lot of people who are very smart, very intelligent, but their attitude and their verbiage prevents them from making it to the next level because in their head, they only used to seeing like ghetto poverty and they haven't really surrounded themselves mentally. Maybe physically they have been around a whole bunch of go-getters and people with bread, but mentally they're locked in on a traumatic situation that happened to them so they can't move forward or grow. So they stuck in this angry world that they just can't get out of. And they're so smart and basically intelligent. They have so many gifts. They can do so many things with themselves. And they just don't see past the anger and the hurt and the frustration of their past indiscretions or whatever happened to them. And it's sad because it's like, all these people get stuck mentally in their head from that point where all the traumatic stuff happened and they have no real growth. They grow in age, they grow in experience, but in knowledge and in verbiage and in life, they so stuck on surviving that they don't even know how to live. And it's really sad because I know we all see a lot of people like that. And some of the people listening might be like that. Some might get offended, think I'm talking about them. It's multiple people I met that do this type of thing. And it's mind-blowing, mind-boggling, because it's like, why would you not want better for yourself? You know what I'm saying? I, I know a lot of us have been there when we were stuck in places where we would start something and wouldn't complete it. We would do the same patterns over and over and over again until eventually we just broke that chain, whatever was holding us back, whether it was ourselves, the surroundings, the toxicity of whatever it was. I mean, I did a lot of dumb shit in my past. I didn't use my capabilities to the level that I should have at the time when I should have done it. But now I'm full throttle, like an express train. 
I'm going for it all. You know what I'm saying? So I try not to judge people. I try to help build and mold and show people a different lifestyle. But like a lot of people, whether they be around people that's ready to move forward or help them move forward, they still have a lot of people in their ear that don't do anything and aren't about anything. And then they see this life of staying home and not paying anything and trying to figure it out. And they just get stuck on that because it's like, I mean, come on, let's, let's be real. All of us work. But those times that we get to stay home and rest and just chill and do nothing, sometimes it feels good to do that. But a lot of people take that and they run with it. And they just don't do anything. They have tons of excuses why they don't get up, go to work, get their own money. And then they always mad because they ain't got money or things ain't going right for them. But they haven't took any steps forward to make any change. They're only taking steps back and they don't see it. You know what I'm saying? And some of them try to change, but then they got them people from their past that just cause them with dramatic drama and all these stuff because they know how to get to them and pull them back in because those people are not doing anything and progressing in any shape, form, or fashion. And because they're not progressing and they're not doing anything, they want to see everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Because some people know how to make shit happen. They're just not ready to go and jump into the real world. So they do a little hustling there, hustling there. And then there's those other people who could do that, but not to the same ability of the people that they try to bring back down with them. So if they see you, and they see you about that, like getting it, and, but not like legally getting it, doing dumb shit to get it, and they running out of avenues to get it themselves, they see you living a good life, doing good things, They'll try to get you to come back in their world because they need you to get it. Are you following me? Like, I've seen a lot of people fuck up other people's lives just for them to move forward because they're bitter, they're older, they ain't got shit going on for themselves. So either it's family members, friends, even relationships, they will just hold on to you and keep trying to nab at you and keep getting you from moving to your potential and getting to where you need to be and achieving accolades because they are the age that they know that they ain't achieved shit yet. And it's a possibility they ain't never going to be shit because they don't want shit. They want to sit at home and cry and whine and become a victim. But the only way that you are a victim is if you make yourself that victim because the only way to stop the only thing that stops you from getting what you need to get is you put your best foot forward it's just I don't know just be thinking about it I mean seeing people go through a lot that they really don't have to go through they're so dramatic they get mad and angry they don't know how to verbally deal with their emotions so they lash out on people, and they think that's the right way to do shit. No actuality, I believe that we're all from the hood, and we all been there, where we lash out, and I used to have that issue too, but 
I broke myself up state. I stood by myself for two whole years. I worked on myself before I entered back into the realm of socialism and all that. All I did was work for two years and work on me. Not a friend. I didn't even see my family. I didn't do nothing. I just kept to jail and I said, just work, 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 work. Then I decided, you know what? It's time. Immediately we enter that world. And when I went back, I seen all the crazy shit. Now, it might sound crazy for somebody to leave their natural place. Let's, let's call it your natural habitat and just move out of town by yourself with a couple of racks on you and just do your thing. Get your crib and work and work and work and work and work and not really deal with the outside world. But I needed that, so I did it. A lot of people need to do that. You got to take time for yourself and build yourself up. So at the end, you don't need nobody. Me, I've been having my own crib since I moved up here. Even before, when I was living out in Brooklyn, I had my own crib. and all of them had my own crib. But, I mean, like, I wasn't no slacker. As soon as I came up here, boom, got my crib. Stayed in the telly for, like, Two and a half, three weeks while I was looking for a crib, boom, got the crib. I'm saying I started out with a three-bedroom, one-bathroom, backyard, attic. You know what I'm saying? Then I ended up taking the downstairs part of my old crib, and I had a six because I kept both apartments. So I had a six, two bathrooms, basement, attic, driveway, back driveway. Then... I stood there for a minute. I was trying to find a bigger place. I just couldn't find what I was looking for. I literally, I stood there for two weeks. I stood there for two years just working. I never really got to enjoy this shit because I dead ass was working two jobs. Then, the third, the, the second year and a half I was there, I ended up getting a girlfriend, rock and roll, you know. Then I decided the third year I was there, like, okay, it's time for me to start looking for a place. I looked everywhere. I could not find a fucking location that made me feel like that's me right there. Four feet came. Still could not find something that made me feel good. Four years and like two months came. Boom. Seen a crib. I was like, damn, should I take it? Should I take it? I was like, nah, nah, I ain't gonna take it. Then, some told me not to take it. Didn't take it. Still looking for a crib, still looking for a crib. See another crib. Mm. Something was telling me not to take it, so I didn't take it. Thank God I didn't take it. It's now, I live in a six-bedroom, three-bathroom apartment. It's not an apartment, it's a, it's a house. You know what I'm saying? But... It's like, I'm still renting. Come on, man. I ain't buy it yet. But moral of the story is, I I came here with my feet on the ground and just was running like boom, boom, boom. So I'm going to do this. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to do that. Boom, boom, boom. Making arrangements. Setting goals. Like, people don't even do that shit no more, bro. 
It feels good to have your own. It feels good, like Tupac said, to put letters, you know, get the letters out your mailbox. It feel good. I ain't got to depend on nobody. I've been taking care of me out here. You know what I'm saying? I don't bother my parents for shit. My mom don't like that too much. They lose my dad. You know what I'm saying? But I'm chilling doing my own blood clot thing. I miss my family. I miss my friends. Associates I don't really care for. I miss doing the music, though. I stopped doing the music for so long. I'm about to build a studio on my crib then. I'm probably chatting and running your ears off. But this is a podcast, right? Basically, I'm giving you a basic rundown on me and my life so you know who you're listening to. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a person out here just living life. Basics. Working hard. Not hardly working. So when I do, and I came up here and I did all this, even though I was raised different from most people, both my parents are still together. You know what I'm saying? I was raised in a a home, grandma downstairs, aunt, uncle downstairs, family visit. That's my grandma passed, everybody separated. You know, shit like that. But it's just the way I was raised. And I think about all that. When I was young, I was dumb as fuck. Seriously, because I used to get taught all the real shit. And I wanted to do it my way, like Usha. You know what I'm saying? But my way obviously didn't work out very well. So now that I'm older and wiser, I realize I should have did this shit a long time ago, bro. You know what I mean? So when I see people making excuses about their life or their outcome and what they've been through, I just don't even try to hear that Ray 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 shit because at the end of the day, it's like clearly we all have a struggle. We're all trying to survive and live and enjoy our lives. Now, we all are not doing the same things or trying the same ways or moving the way others move. Some people are not moving at all. And those are the people that annoy me the motherfucking most. They don't work. They complain. They always broke. They mad at the world. They always in a situation. They always in a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, grow the fuck up, bro. Grow up. My voice is really bad and raspy right now. I don't even know why I'm chatting about all this, but this one feeling. And my podcast is going to be called Real Talk, yeah? Now, I don't even have a name for this joint yet. Well, it's like, I'm just chatting right now, basically. Like, I look at Jay-Z and Diddy, T.I., Drake, Wayne, Nicki, Cardi, all of them came from something that they had to fight through to get to who they are right now. So everybody who got excuses about Ray, 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 it's like, come on. People are millionaires now. They went through worse than what we all went through. And you still worried about somebody kicking your cat in the third grade. You feel me? Like, come on, man. Anything that's holding y'all back is you. 
pretty much this year. I used to hold myself back way too much. Now, I'm with the shits everywhere getting this money. If I ain't getting it, I'm thinking about getting it. If I ain't thinking about getting it, I'm working my way to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on my way to get it. I'm blueprinting. I'm trying to, like, one thing about a Brooklyn motherfucker like me, we always got multiple grinds and we always got to make it happen. Yeah, I'm going to call this one Jumble Thoughts. I'm jumping in and out of everything today. But it's a fresh podcast. It's one one or three in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I think it's single, bored. It's a lot of changes in my life. New crib. Single. You know what I'm saying? Running bi- I run a business. Actually, I'm a boss-ass bitch. Just in case anybody want to know. Now, I'm a dyke. Yes, I'm an AG. I don't consider myself a dude. I know some people do. I'm not saying nothing bad about them. If they consider themselves a dude, they consider themselves a dude. That's what makes them feel good. I don't care. That's not what I consider myself. I consider myself a female, a grown-ass woman. And I like women. You feel me? I'm an AG, aggressive female. You know what I'm saying? And don't get it twisted. I am not judging people for how they view themselves. How they view themselves has nothing to do with me. How I view myself has nothing to do with them. How they view me has nothing to do with me either. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how I feel about me. So don't get it twisted or messed up thinking that, oh, jail. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's I'm grown ass motherfucking boss, ass bitch. You know what I mean? That's what I do. I run businesses. An entrepreneur, you feel me? That's how I eat. And I always make sure that everybody else eat. But it's like, once you start feeding people and helping them get this paper, some people are so fucking lazy that they can't hold on to the fucking paper. They want to be in a bag instead of getting a bag. Like, how the fuck? That's what I could never understand. you rather be in an emotional bag that gets you no money, no crib, no car, no bitches, no clothes, no food, then actually get a bag where once you're in that bag, you ain't thinking about none of those things that make you mad. You ain't got no reason to be mad. You get a whole motherfucking bag. And if you do it right, you could stop fucking getting bags and getting suitcases and fucking jumping on airplanes and, you know what I'm saying? Son. This is a jumbled-ass podcast, but everybody that know me know how I am. I jump through topics. That's what I do. My thoughts are always jumbled. I'm always doing multiple things at one time, so that's how I'm moving. I ain't been single in almost three years, and it's funny because I've been through a few relationships first relationship, I was pretty young, so it was more like a test run. My second relationship, I was still young, but I don't even know what to call that, because, funny story, I used to get on a chat line all the time, because I used to be bored with my friends, and we used to meet people, you know what I'm saying, because we used to throw parties, and I met this one girl. 
And she asked me to, what she said? She said, um, can you fake be my girlfriend to get my ex-girlfriend mad? I'm like, what? She was like, can you fake be my girlfriend to get my ex-girlfriend mad? I'm like, okay. Now, her ex-girlfriend ended up dating some girl. The girl she was dating was the girl that tried to date me. <laughs> but I dubbed that shit. So when she told me about that, I just thought it was funny. And I'm like, fuck it, I ain't no harm. And you know what I'm saying? If that, if she need me to do it, I'm going to do it. So we did it for a minute. Had to win on fake relationships, you know, like the celebrities do. And um, nobody really knew about that. It was just me, her, and those two females. Like, it wasn't like worldwide news that me and her was in a relationship when we really wasn't. Whatever happened, they ended up arguing, whatever, whatever. The next day, she was like, oh, what you doing? I'm chilling. I'm in Brooklyn. She from the Bronx. And I'm like, okay. She was like, I'm going to pull up on you. I was like, yo, I just came out of work. I'm kind of tired. Like, She was like, I ain't going to be there long. Uh-uh. So she came over to my crib. She was, I don't want to say she wasn't my type, <clears throat> but I didn't really do relationships at this time. After my first girlfriend. I was young. I didn't really care for relationships. You know what I'm saying? So I was chilling in the crib. We watched the movie. I fucking fell asleep. Real talk, because I just came out of work. I was doing the 6 to 2 a.m. shift. I was on security back then. It was like 2 fucking a.m. So I fell asleep. She fell asleep for a minute. We didn't cuddle or do anything. Like We literally just fell asleep right next to each other just watching a movie. Boom, she woke me up, she left. Next day, she calls me. Now she see me face to face, she really feeling me. I'm still not on that bullshit. She starts coming to visit me randomly. Oh, I'm in Brooklyn, I got some food. Oh, I'm in Brooklyn, I got a bottle. Oh, I'm in Brooklyn, oh, I'm in Brooklyn, oh, I'm in Brooklyn. That's all I used to hear from her. So one day, she was like, you should be my girlfriend. I'm like, what? I don't really do girlfriend, first of all. Every relationship I got into, I never asked a woman to be my girlfriend. They always asked me out, even my last one. And I was like, um, what? I didn't take it seriously. But we started chilling and making, and we was always drunk when we chilled. So I'm not going to lie, smashed with the strap, you know what I'm saying? And we ended up vibing for like two, almost two years, like a year and a half. That was the weirdest start of a relationship I ever had. But the bitch used to buy me everything. Spoiled me down to the T. At this time, I was a conceited, big-headed nigga, so you buying me, like, mad pairs of sneakers, clothes, jewelry, phones, like, I don't know. She wanted me to fake in the beginning, so I guess I faked the whole relationship. I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but I was young as fuck. You feel me? That was my second relationship. Yo, I don't even. Every time I start thinking about the past and my relationships, I try to be like, how many relationships was I in? And the more and the more I think about it, I be like, that didn't really feel like a relationship. I think I was just young and just chilling. <laughs> if that's the case, I, I dated mad girls. I used to be a part of a group called Vim. And, um,. Vim boys, and we used to rap and do music, and we used to hand out flyers for the party.
I used to meet so many women. Every week I was in a club with a different chick. And the girls used to always fight over me and all that crazy shit. It used to be so funny. Swear to God. But yeah. Back to the point. I ain't been single in almost three and a half years. And my first relationship was cool. My second relationship was alright. My second... My first relationship was mad young. My second relationship was like 2006 to like 2008. After 2008, I was single all the way to 2011. You know what I'm saying? And then I got with somebody until 2014. After 2014, I did not have a relationship. I was single. Dead ass. I messed around with mad bitches, but I was single. 2017, 2018, I got in a relationship. Until recently, like, about like two weeks ago. So, basically, the moral story is, I'm not used to being single. I'm used to being home. Shorty. You know what I'm saying? Chilling. She cook my food. I work, do all the crazy shit. She do the house shit. And no, she did not use me. That's how I wanted it. She do tattoos and hair and stuff like that. And now was a boss ass bitch. But it feels weird being single now. Like I got this big ass crib. We moved in here in September, like September 15th. And we wasn't even here that long. I think she left like October 6th. So basically I've been living in this big ass house by myself. What's it like the 19th? So I've been here for like almost two weeks by myself. It just seems weird sometimes. You know when your house is settling in at night and you hear all these weird sounds. It's like ooh. <laughs> crazy. I might not even put this um pot up. I might just save this and not enter it because it's going to be like, yo, shorty, wow. She don't even know what they're talking about. I, I, I. I really don't. I just said, fuck it, let me do a podcast. Actually, like, when was it, 2014, 2013? I can't remember what year it was. I had got a SoundCloud, and I used to listen to different music on there. One day I noticed that I could record shit on SoundCloud, and I started doing all these recordings about bisexuals, lesbians, hoes, players, like different topics. And I used to run out with my cousin Lucky, my cousin Dito. And it's crazy because it's still up there. It's on my SoundCloud, JOK. And I was an ignorant ass motherfucker. When I listen to it now, I'd be like, damn, I was so judgmental without meaning to be judgmental. I just didn't have no filter. I said whatever the fuck I wanted to say. I still ain't got no filter, but I try to be a little bit more respectful. You feel me? Going to sexy.
So now that I'm on here doing this, I guess I'm on here doing this the way I did that. Maybe I should take a little more time for a little bit more thought for this podcast. I mean, for this show before I did it. But it is what it is. Hope you're listening and checking me out. And I'll be back.